0: Hey, I got a question for you. What's enough to you? Like, when do you know you've done enough and that the thing you've done is good enough? Today's episode is all about perfectionism. And I'm gonna go full-on psychology nerd about your inner critic. And then I'm gonna guide you through an exercise so you can start taking it easier on yourself. Hey, I'm Vicki Smith. I'm a psychotherapist and a coach for people pleasers and perfect people. And you are listening to Power to the Pleasers. Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. Y'all, I hope you're well. I am laughing as I'm recording this because I really have held off doing anything with perfectionism on the podcast, specifically because I didn't feel like I could talk about it without having conquered it. (laughs) In other words, without being perfect at being in recovery from perfectionism. And if that is not the quintessential fuck of perfectionism, I don't know what is. I mean, the irony in that is, is rich. So here's the messy episode about perfectionism. And let's just start with how I titled this episode, which is perfectionism. I really don't know how else to put it. Perfectionism is pervasive and it fucks with us. It is the nagging sensation inside that is always on. It can be like a TV in the background, or it can be yelling in your face. And here's what I want to focus on for now. How the inner critic is directly linked to your perfectionism. So allow me to introduce you to what's been very impactful to me and my clients, which is understanding the inner critic as a part of you. If you don't know, you have an inner critic inside your head. Okay, let me describe in general what is going on when the inner critic talks to you. It's like the voice of a sports commentator. It's always on the sidelines making assessments about how things are unfolding on the field. It corrects us. It puts us back in line. It does it in a pretty negative, impatient way. So let me just say that it's it's more like a coach on the sidelines, but it's always commenting on what's going on. It's like its job is to give you both like in the moment and after the fact information about how things went. So it's that coach running up and down the sidelines, screaming, just not able to give you a break. And when you come in off the field, by the way, I always think about this as a soccer game. So when you come in off the field, it's like, hey, you missed the shot on goal. Why didn't you pass it to so-and-so? Open your freaking eyes. Jesus. Are you going to run the play or not? (laughs) It's just who it's on you, right? And the thing is, you are the one that's on the field, like managing all the stuff, right? The parents and your teammates and the fans yelling to memorize plays that you're running in your head, the burning in your lungs (laughs) from running up and down the field. You're the one that's out doing the work, and you're doing your best, and. That person on the sidelines, it's so easy to make comments and have this observing part of us that says, the coach inside of us, that says, that isn't okay. Like what you were doing, you missed the mark. And I'll say that not all our internal critics are harsh sort of asshole coaches running up and down the sidelines, but this inner assessing of how we're doing it's always on. It's like the inner critic is always on guard, always watching what's happening, always looking for how we've missed the mark, how we can do better. Frankly, it's pretty shaming to us because sometimes it even says things like, why didn't you do it right the first time when it was the first time you were doing it? How are you supposed to know how to do it right? So for most of us, we just listen to this critical commentary without even thinking about it. It's not a choice for most of us. So remember I said the one liberating thing I discovered and teach my clients about is that the critic is just a part of us. And what I mean by that is it takes over and it runs our mind chatter and we just listen. We might fight it, but we also still listen to it. I want to help you stop listening to it so automatically I want to help you have a choice about how you talk to yourself. So I teach my clients how to use mindfulness and internal family systems to get to the root of their inner critic and honestly, just get to know it better because you might be familiar with it, right? It's always on. You're always hearing it, but you really don't have a relationship with your inner critic. So I'll address the obvious. (laughs) based on what i just said, why would anyone want to get closer to their critic and what the hell do you mean by have a relationship with it? well, if you want to stop being pummeled by it, if you want to have any influence over how often it shows up and how it shows up to talk to you, if you want to have any influence over loosening the grip on your people-pleasing and perfectionism, then you need to know that the inner critic exists. first, and then you need to train your critic like you would train a dog. Does not need to bark like a man with a machete is at the front door when the next door neighbor is just walking her four month old in the stroller, okay? It only needs to alert you that you've missed the mark when you have missed the mark. It only needs to help you replay something to see where things went awry, or maybe even wrong, when it's helpful for you to do that replaying. Perfectionists, we get so wrapped up in replaying events and overanalyzing the hell out of that event. And then we just get wrapped around ourselves with the thinking and it really makes us double down the next time we go out to interact with somebody that we have this idea that we messed up last time and we've got to get it right this time. And the critic has definitely been part of us, you know, looking at the messed up part and figuring how to do it better. So I want to help you with that. I want you to have a choice and influence in how you talk to yourself and how this inner critic and you figure out how you're going to deal with assessing and reflecting on your life. So let me talk to you about mindfulness. Okay. There are several superpowers in mindfulness. One is attention. One is having influence over your thoughts. And then one is feeling calm inside. I'm going to work on those first two and I'm going to give you just a little taste test. Well, let me say this. Taste tester of feeling calm inside right at the end. So please stay. Okay, so let's go with attention. Attention is everything when it comes to practicing mindfulness Attention is everything when it comes to practicing mindfulness. If you want to change anything, you need to be more aware of it. It needs to become very interesting to you. Whatever you're interested in is what and where your attention will go and where your attention will stay. Do you want to be purposeful about how you talk to yourself? Or do you want to continue to follow this critical voice blindly? Or should I say, let it commentate your life without your influence or collaboration over what it focuses on and how it it tells you about what it's seeing because while it may want you to do things differently so that you avoid judgment or rejection or feel shameful things feel shameful feelings not everything needs correcting remember not everybody is a mass murderer coming to the front door it's just a stroll or going by on the sidewalk We don't need to have this part of you, this particular perspective running in every aspect of your life. So get really curious and interested in what you are thinking, what you are saying to yourself through this inner critic's voice. Here's a real life example. If you want a new car, Say you're really excited about yellow Mini Coopers, then you are going to be interested and on alert to anything yellow that's driving around you. Oh, is that my car? Is that the car I want? It's going to be top of mind for you. You can be interested in your inner critic, your critical voice, the critical part of your personality that has the mic all the time, just like you can be interested in yellow Mini Coopers. Mindfulness is about observing what has been going on inside that you just assume that you had no control over. One of these things is how we think and what we think. So there is a movie playing inside your mind all the time. It is a storyline being narrated by someone, when it's the inner critic, by someone who is afraid of being judged. And how freaking fun is it to watch a horror movie in your mind all the time? You got to be more influential about who is narrating your life, my friend. (laughs) So I'm going to guide you through a mindfulness exercise to help. And I'm going to encourage you to check out the freebie in the show notes as well. Because it's going to take you one step further than I can do in this episode. I don't want to overload you in this episode. I'm going to teach you all about working with your thoughts and not letting them jerk you around so much. But once you have some space with your critical thoughts, you're going to want to get to know why your critic does what it does to you, why it's on hyper alert, why it sees things through a negative lens, what it feels like it's doing for you by giving you feedback about everything that it thinks has gone wrong. Okay? So freebie is going to guide you through what to do after we've done this mindfulness exercise and you've gotten some distance from your critic. And the, the freebie, the guide, is going to kind of ask you to channel your inner Barbara Walters, if you will, and you're going to interview your critic. And it is going to be very interesting to you to find out what is going on underneath all this incessant yammering, Okay. So if you want to change anything, you're going to need awareness, which I'm going to help you with through this exercise in the episode today. And then insight is going to come from that awareness, and I want you to move that insight into action. So, I'm going to give you all three with this show and the guide. So please check out the guide, okay? All right, you're ready for some mindfulness. You are going to learn how to catch your thoughts. They are like butterflies and you have a big ass net. So get ready if you want to take some notes. I'm going to walk through step by step how you're going to catch your thoughts through this mindfulness exercise. One, you want to acknowledge that you have thoughts that are self-judgmental in nature that or are critical in nature. You're going to get really interested in what you say inside your head about how you are doing in life you're going to get really curious about this ongoing commentary, the assessments that you automatically make in a nanosecond about literally everything that you're involved in. People on the road, how the sun might be shining through the window and it's really bright and it's in your eyes, how your muffin was dry this morning and you really are upset because you should have added a few more eggs to them, to the recipe. (laughs) How you just need to be doing a better job or how things need to be pleasant and easy and enjoyable more often. And like we can affect the sun coming through the window and being bright in our eyes or the people on the road. But the critic doesn't care. It just says, I'm going to make a comment about this and I'm going to assess that the sun coming through the window is not pleasant right now. And I'm just going to say it. Great. Thank you, critic. (laughs) As you start to hear this voice, I want you to name it. You can name it critic. That's fine. You can name it the gremlin. You can name it butt face for all I care. Whatever you want to name it, I just want you to stop identifying with it so much and make it a separate part of you. So when you are aware that there's sort of an itchy, scratchy thought in your head, then I want you to say to yourself, and if out loud is an option, even better, the critic is talking right now, or hello butt face, whatever you wanna do, this is gonna help you sort of step outside of it a little bit. And this is the beauty of mindfulness you've put your attention on something and now, and you're observing it a little bit. And from that observer place, you have enough distance from it that you can now do something with it. You're not taken over by it. You can affect it, change it. Okay. Key piece here. Now, if it is hard to sift out the voice in the beginning, because it's so easy to over identify with it, I want you to be on the lookout for the feelings that are caused by your inner critic. And I know you know what this feels like, okay? So you can just reflect back on some time that you've been, you know, not so nice to yourself. My guess is that you're probably like me. And when I start to be harsh with myself, I feel tight. I feel anxious. My mental chatter just revs up because I'm always like trying to figure out like where I went wrong. I'm overanalyzing past events like crazy. I often kind of start to churn about future on certain events. (sighs) Clenching, clenching tightness, stomach clenched, jaw clenched, just tight, 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 right? It's almost predictable how people describe being critiqued. And it, it has that shaming feeling to it, right? Like a lot of times we're pulling inward and we're kind of holding on like we're bracing for impact, So this is straight up fight or flight in your nervous system, right? And that means that you're on alert. And I told you uh, just a minute ago that your critic is always on guard. So yep, this is it. Alarm bells are going off. So I want you to get curious and interested in how it feels when you tell yourself you should have done better about something Um, or when you're caught in this kind of circular thinking of overanalyzing Because if you can't catch the thought right away because it's so ingrained in your mind, then go to the body and see if you can notice, like, oop, I'm caught here. And then reverse engineer it and see, like, what was I just thinking? What sentence was I saying to myself in my mind that was critical? And then do step one, name it, so you can separate it from it. Then I want you to write down what you're saying to yourself. You have got to get this out. I want you to see it. If you put it on a piece of paper and writing it with your actual hand, instead of typing it on your phone or your keyboard is actually better because it engages parts of your brain, different parts of your brain, but whatever, just get it out. I want you to see it because that's going to help you unblend from it a little bit more. Maybe write down three to five sentences in your mind that you say to yourself, um, critic is not going to be creative let me just tell you this circumstances can change but it will say similar things so you're you'll find a theme and maybe they'll just be one or two things that you kind of notice like I say this to myself a lot one or two different things one of the things I actually say to myself a lot is why can't you fill in the blank right get your shit together. Why can't you get out the door quicker on time? you know So you'll figure it out, but I want you to write down what you're saying to yourself. And then I want you to leave it alone for a day. I want you to take a break from it so you're really acting to uh, you're really taking action as you're unblending and separating from this. Close the book, close out the word document, whatever you've done, and move away from it, okay? You are just doing data collection through this mindfulness exercise. You're not trying to do (laughs) self-therapy or anything, so walk away from it. When you're ready to come back, I want you to read it out loud. I want you to hear yourself talk to yourself. Notice what feelings come up, probably some of those tight feelings. Notice if you believe what you're reading out loud immediately, Or if with some time and distance, you start to notice that you're not taking in everything as a fact or truth. Because when we don't separate from something, when we don't unblend from our thoughts, catch our thoughts and name them as thinking or the critic and do all these things, make all these gestures to separate ourselves, then we just take it hook, line and sinker. We just believe it and we believe it as truth. And it's not, it's just one part that has an observation about how things are going, and that observation is through a critical lens. Well, I'll say this, a fearful lens, a lens that is afraid of being judged and rejected and shamed. Remember when I said earlier that I was gonna give you a little taste tester about how to go easier on yourself? Okay, this is it. I now want you to add in some mindful self-compassion. So you're continuing on your mindfulness practice. I want you to put a hand on your heart, and I want you to say to yourself, something like this. You can borrow one of these, you can come up with one of your own. I know when I talk this way to myself, it causes me to feel tight inside. I know when I talk this way to myself, I am causing suffering inside. This is an old habit and I am reworking it. I know this is just one part of me, one perspective from which I'm seeing things. I see this list and I say to myself, I'm sorry I've treated myself this way for so long. I am working to unblend from my critic and not automatically follow its storyline. This will take some time. I am here for myself through this change. Ah, even just reading those, I just noticed that, yeah, there's more breath. There's more space. So I'm going to stop there. It's a nice place to stop, honestly. I've given you a lot But it's one aspect of mindfulness that I think is so vital, which is catching our thoughts, naming that we're thinking, going one step further and naming that it is a part of us, specifically the critic inside, and then getting a little bit of space from what that critic says. You can get there. You can get space between you and your critical voice with mindfulness. Just practice this exercise. All right. I'm going to talk more about self-compassion in my next episode. So please tune into that. And hey, don't forget to check out the guide. Don't overlook it because it will really take you a step further than this first step of mindfulness. I'm so excited to begin to share Internal Family Systems with you. It is a beautiful, rich, all that sounds really corny, but it is such a game changer as far as helping you not take things so personally, helping you know yourself better. I mean, isn't that enough? So please go to the show notes and download the free guide. And I'll look forward to talking to you all again. This has been fun. I love talking about mindfulness and um, yeah, check out the self-compassion episode next. All right, be well. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If this has been helpful for you, I'd so appreciate it if you could take a moment and just rate and review, and then others might be able to find us more easily. And please also share with friends that could use this information too. Okay, thanks again, and I look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future. Take care.